the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Welcome once again. Happy Wednesday night. We're almost over the hump. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter, our buddy from DKPittsburghSports.com. It's the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. And yes, Chris, we've made it to Wednesday. I'm still thinking about that big game on, not on Sunday, but Sunday night, but Monday night at Baltimore-Cleveland game. I think that this is going to be a real interesting finish in the NFL. Absolutely, Albie. It was crazy. It was great for fantasy owners. Great for me, too, because Nick Chubb went off, and that got me further in the playoffs, Albie. I had I had three of my four teams make the, uh, the playoffs out to Swiss Rapala. I he, he beat me in my one league. He's the only person to knock me out the playoffs this year. So, sweet. I hate you. I'll get you back for that later. But the rest of y'all leagues that I'm in, you better watch out because I'm coming for the belt. All right. All right. I like it. You know what? You got to have that, that belt in your focus. That, that needs to be what you're thinking about at all times. Absolutely. That's what, and that's what you should be thinking about. So let's get into who's hot and who's not right now coming off of such a crazy week, Albie. Well, your two quarterbacks, uh, Lamar and Tua, both uh, with weeks that got people's attention. What Lamar did uh, on, on Monday night was pretty incredible. It was spectacular, Albie, because, and again, he missed, you know, you know the part, a big part of the fourth quarter when he had to go into the locker room uh, for whatever reason it was. But even with that, he went ballistic against the Browns in a huge performance they absolutely needed. 11 of 17 through the air, 163 yards and a, and a touchdown pass. And that touchdown pass was huge because it, it put them right back into the, the lead late um in in the game he also ran the ball nine times for 124 yards and two rushing touchdowns rushing touchdowns count for more in fantasy than passing touchdowns so anytime you get that from a quarterback it is huge Albie and Tua same sort of thing there not as many rushing yards he actually had a really good day through the air he threw 28 of 48 for for 316 yards Albie two touchdowns and interception but he also ran for a touchdown at 24 yards that dual threat quarterback thing it's becoming a real factor in the NFL all right, running backs. Derrick Henry's on your list this week. Well, normally I wouldn't list Derrick Henry, but he had a rough week against the Browns two weeks ago. So I was, I was curious how quickly he rebound. Well, it didn't take him long. He had 26 carries for 215 yards and two touchdowns. He is King Henry, uh, the most dominant back in football right now. Though you could say Nick Chubb's right up there. He had a spectacular week. But the other guy I'm going to mention is Jonathan Taylor, the rookie out of Wisconsin, showed up huge for Indianapolis. And if he plays like this the rest of the way, Albie, he could be in a serious spot to help this team in, get to the playoffs and, and do some damage because, when, as you you know, when you have a good defense and a good ground game, you can beat some teams and surprise some, but some people. Jonathan Taylor, 20 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns. That's a good day. All right. Even amateurs in the game of fantasy know that uh, Hilton and Diggs had that weeks that make you look their way. Absolutely. T.Y. Hilton, another factor for the Colts that's really caught on. And Hilton's just, for his whole career, he's been that, that playmaking wide receiver that was never ranked too high amongst other guys, but everyone knew he was really talented. He's really coming up big for the Colts these last few weeks. Two touchdowns, 86 yards on seven targets for five catches. Uh, big night for him, but any Steelers fan, they saw what Stephon Diggs did. They were doing a good job limiting him in the first half, but in that third quarter, Josh, Josh Allen just started finding him, 14, 14 targets, 10 catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Huge numbers for Stephon Diggs against the Steelers' defense that's been pretty stingy this year. Yeah, he was looking good, especially when he broke it open there in the third quarter. All right, mm -hmm. tight end. 
Uh, well, a, a familiar name for you Penn State fans out there, Mike Kosecki. He was the main guy for Tua Tagovailoa in the Dolphins game. They almost, almost beat the Chiefs, and Kosecki was was uh, was very much a part of that. Six targets, five catches, 65 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, huge day for him. Irv Smith Jr., Back for the Vikings, he stepped up. Four catches on four targets for 63 yards and a touchdown. Two young tight ends getting it in, Alvy, And uh, two guys that if you have them on your team, you're going to be happy because they're going to help you in these playoff runs. All right. When we're, that's who's hot. Now, uh, for, for every list of hot players, there's a list of players who aren't so hot in the fantasy world. And I immediately was taken like a magnet to the first name on your list, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's continuing to be a problem, Albie. And I was willing to give Ben Roethlisberger a pass the first week against Baltimore when he struggled, even the second week against Washington. But this week in particular, there were plenty of opportunities for him to hit down the field. He was not doing it enough. 21 of 30, well, 37 for 187 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. A rough day for Ben. Um, and it is looking like the offense needs answers badly. We'll get more to that later. So rough day for him, concerned about, you know, if you're starting him in your fantasy league right now, it's going to be a problem. Uh, Matt Ryan, the other quarterback, another guy, you know, former NFL MVP, he's struggling. 21 of 32 for 224, one touchdown, three interceptions. Rough pickings for two veterans that have seen a lot of success in this league. All right, running backs, uh, Zeke Elliott, and, and another Steeler. And uh, everybody has a chance to guess who that might be. Well, you'll know who the Steeler is. But Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries for 48 yards. He's been dealing with some, some injury issues. Uh, we'll get to who should be replacing him in, in a lot of your fantasy lineups in, in the waiver wire. Um, but it's concerning for fantasy owners. If you picked Zeke early and you were hoping for him to step up for you in the playoffs, you might be hope, hoping uh, a little a little worries from there. But James Conner, rough day for him, 10 carries, 18 yards. Apparently, we found out on Tuesday he has a quad injury. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, I'd be really concerned about him moving forward uh, as a fantasy owner. I think he can get it back together as a player and do things for the Steelers. But fantasy-wise, those numbers might not be coming. All right, moving on, wide receiver. Mike Evans, only five targets and three catches for 60 yards. You'd think you'd see more, especially with the week that Tom Brady was having this week. And Terry McLaurin, back-to-back uh, -to -back games with only two catches, this time 24 yards. I think he eventually rebounds, but, man, Terry McLaurin, you gotta you got to need him because he's, he's been a guy that's helped a lot of teams this year. Um, and our two tight ends, Albie, a guy I've been saying stay, stay away from the past couple weeks, Tyler Higby for the Rams, two catches for 34 yards. And a surprising name, the Titans, Jonu Smith, two catches for 20 yards. You'd think you'd see more from him, but maybe you will when the Titans need to score more points coming soon. All right, that's who's hot and that's who's not. Up next, the waiver wire. Chris is going to help you scan the wire. We're going to find out who you might want to add to your roster when the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U, returns right after this on WPXI Now. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Cal U is what's bringing this all to you. Chris Carter's on the other end of our Zoom call here. And Chris, last week, as I recall, you were telling everybody to jump on Jalen Hurts. He might be a good addition to the waiver wire. Well, after he started and got his first win, well, it's another good opportunity if you don't have him already and if he's still available, jump on him and get him on your roster. 
Albie, everyone was saying, even myself, I think we both said it was a rough situation to make the rookie start his first game against the New Orleans Saints, the same Saints that have been destroying teams left and right with their defense. And then he comes out and wins the game for the Eagles. How about that? 17 of 30 for 167 and a touchdown. He also, again, the running factor here, Albie, 18 carries, 106 yards. That's 10.6 points on top of his passing numbers. Not, you know, prolific, but again, this was why I said get him on the waiver wire because he wasn't going to put up phenomenal passing yards, but he could really help you with his legs. And if you started him, you got around 20 points this week. And if, you, and if you're in a situation where you needed to pick up Jalen Hurts because your quarterback situation is hurting, you're happy with 20 points because you're, you're probably in the playoffs because your running backs and your receivers are so strong that you just need a decent showing from your quarterback. Jalen Hurts, according to Pro Football Focus, only on 17% of rosters right now. So if you're hurting at quarterback and you're still in these playoff runs you go find yourself a Jalen Hurts and you and if you don't got if you don't got again you don't got one of those top guys he would be a good start moving forward because it looks like it's his starting spot at least to for the for the next couple weeks and if you can't get Jalen Hurts another uh, uh, opportunity for you a possibility for you is Gardner Minshew because he's back, Albie. It's really good to see Gardner Minshew and the stash back on the field for the Jaguars. Um, but they've had their quarterback switch switcheroos this year. But Minshew being back, he has that. He he had chemistry with the, with those guys. Maybe he throws up some numbers again. This isn't for you if, if you know if you uh if you're starting if you got a, a supreme starter. But if you're hurting a quarterback position or you know you have a guy who who's benched right now or just not playing well. Say you say you had Carson Wentz and you can't get Jalen Hurts. Minshew would be an emergency option here. Who knows? Maybe he throws up some some really good numbers because he has done that in the past all right running back you have a guy that uh, replacing uh, Zeke Elliott that might uh, be just what you need on your team yeah, Tony Pollard for the for the Cowboys. He's really come through several times this year for them. Uh, when he's when he's in, and even with Zeke's performance, he outperformed Ezekiel Elliott over this past weekend in their win over the Bengals. So um, do look for Pollard. He's been working really well. And he seems to have a good connection with Dalton right now. So uh, good stuff there from Pollard. The other backup that you'd look for is Peyton Barber. Now he didn't put up great numbers this past weekend, but he's replacing Antonio Gibson. I can see Washington really starting to lean on him more, especially in the red zone, and get and give him the ball so that he can get points for them in tight situations all right wide receiver aj green you're liking him yeah, and it's funny. You think that A.J. Green, he's not on rosters? Well, actually, he's not because all year he's been struggling. Even when Joe Burrow was playing, A.J. Green wasn't getting targets. There was a lot of talk that he would have been traded this year. That didn't happen, so now he's still with the team. And it's rough for A.J. Green, who's never won a playoff game, even though he's at times been considered easily a top-five receiver in the NFL. But, hey, you know, he, he's, he's, all, he's out on those waivers. You should be looking at him right now. This last game, seven, seven targets, six catches, 62 yards and a touchdown. He certainly has the capability. Now he's playing against the Steelers this week who know how to take him away because they've done it for years. But he may be a guy that could still be an emergency plug-in at the flex position or wide receiver two or wide receiver three position, depending on how your rosters are built. The other guy is a guy that the Bills just just used against the Steelers, Gabriel Davis. Now, he only had 19 yards, uh, but he did have a touchdown, and he leads the Bills in receiving touchdowns, uh, I believe, with six this year. Um, he, it's, it's really because John Brown's out. It's Stephon Diggs. And then it's Gabriel Davis for Josh Allen. So in these final few weeks, if you need a touchdown maker that's just going to get you solid points, 
Davis might be your move moving forward because if he's going to be the red zone guy while everyone's looking at Stephon Diggs, those could be some really easy targets. And again, the guy's a rookie. If you're in one of those dynasty leagues, you probably already have him on your roster and you're really happy about it. But if you're in one of those, you know, year to year league, like the ones I do, you're thinking, okay, who can I get right now to give me a last second boost? Even if you remember, if, even if you're not in your playoffs, you're trying to avoid being the last place team. Davis is someone that could probably save you. All right. And finally, tight end. Well, I brought this guy up earlier, but Irv Smith, a lot of people dropped him during his injury, and so you you could probably go back and get him. And this is a guy who had a good connection with Kirk Cousins. Looks like he has a lot of potential in this league. I, I like the way that he plays. He had, Again, I brought up his numbers earlier at four catches and a touchdown this, this past week. Uh, check your waiver wire. And, again, I'm not guaranteeing he's going to be there, but there's a lot of leagues where he fell off the off a roster and wasn't picked up because of his injury. Now he's back on he, he's back on playing. I think it's, it's, it's worth a look to at least – say hey let me bring him in tight ends another one of those positions where if you don't got a top tier guy you can just kind of float around and see who you can get smith could be a very good option there and the All other right. guy the other guy is cole Komet, the uh the rookie out of notre dame um uh he had seven targets in this last game jimmy graham's is the this is the number two guy behind him and graham had a touchdown but cole Komet seems to be the young guy that mitch mitch is going to target for the bears that's where i look to see to get the better numbers uh moving forward because targets usually a better indicator that someone's going to be more part of the game plan real quickly uh when you look down the list of the players you just mentioned who's the one guy that you don't you, you don't think he would be there like jalen hurts i'd be surprised if he was there to grab, is that, is that, is that, uh, am I on the right track there? Yeah, I think it hurts in most leagues. This is the last week to get him. After this week, people are going to be scrambling to get him because when they, when people see quarterbacks with rushing yards, they jump all over it. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Steelers. Now they've lost two in a row and there was a third game thrown in there that they won, but overall this is kind of a three game slump for the Steelers. We'll see how that's affecting their fantasy numbers as we get down their roster and we return right here on WPXI now it's the fantasy football insider brought to you by Cal U. Welcome back to WPXI now. Hey, it's Wednesday night. We're getting over the hump the best way we know how. And that is getting all the great advice from Chris Carter on your fantasy football teams. It's crunch time. If you look at your calendar, it doesn't say Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. It just says crunch time here in the fantasy world. And we're going to look at the Steelers now. And it's been a rough string of games here, Chris, for the Steelers, starting with that, uh, the, the win they had against the Baltimore Ravens, but then the losses to Washington, and most recently, of course, the loss on Sunday night to the Buffalo Bills. So how is it affecting the fantasy numbers? We talked a little bit about Ben Roethlisberger in the Who's Not Hot segment. Uh, but let's talk more about Ben as we get down the Steelers roster and relate them their fantasy. Yeah, I look at the the fantasy numbers because even with the Ravens win and even with you know, even if they had found a way to win these games, they were not good for fantasy owners. And you know that's why we always do a Steelers segment. We want to check in because a lot of Steelers fans on your fantasy team, you, you, you still got that little faith. You're like, ah, I'll plug in one Steeler this week. And right now, if you're plugging in a Steeler, it's not doing well unless it's the Steelers defense. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger, you can see his confidence is shaking a little bit. He's not reading the field as, field as well. That concerns me as a fantasy owner moving forward. I would probably hesitate to start him until he gets back. Now, again, he's about to play the Bengals. He's lit up the Bengals several times in his career. This could be the week that turns it around. But this might be the week where if I had to choose between Jalen Hurts and Ben Roethlisberger, I might choose Jalen Hurts just for this week just to kind of say, like, hey, 
you know, let's get the young kid in there. Let's see if he can get me 20 points again using his legs. And maybe that's it. And if Ben comes back in two weeks, great. And then we, we, we you know, you think as a, as a fantasy football team, you can use these numbers against Indy and the Browns. But, uh, but right now, I would hold on Ben until you see something different from this offense. All right, James Conner, you talked about the quad injury and he's been ineffective. What's going on with James Conner? Yeah, I'm a little concerned for James Conner because, you know, you've seen offensive line deficiency at times, but then also there were some holes that he didn't hit, and, and then he's injured, and the Steelers are using Jalen Samuels more. A lot of concern there for James Conner. If you're a fantasy owner, you got to bench him until otherwise. I think he can bounce back as a player, and again, I think that he could rise up for this team, you know, to help them in the playoffs. Um, but in your playoffs as a fantasy owner, it would be really rough to start him right now. Though, again, he's had really, you know, the Bengals could be the get-right week. So so if you're in a desperate situation where, you know, say a lot, all your other guys are hurt or, you know, you're questioning if they're even going to play, maybe, maybe you look at James Conner and say, all right, this is my last chance here. Flex him and see, and see what happens. But really, if you got any other option right now uh, of a legit starter in the NFL, you probably should be looking that way. All right. Uh, Benny Snell, is, is he going to uh, excite anybody with those goal line opportunities? Well, that's just the thing, Albie. Where's the goal line opportunities? Because the Steelers don't run them anymore. And that was the whole point of getting Benny Snell. I, I've, I've said all season, you don't want him in a regular league, but if you're in one of those 16-team leagues or you got like four running back spots because your team wants to – your league wants to be, have a huge challenge of finding the diamonds in the rough, Benny Snell was a good option in those types of leagues because he would get those red zone touchdowns because the Steelers would bring him in at the goal line. The Steelers aren't, aren't, aren't only not bringing him in. They're not using him. They're not running the ball when they get inside the five, and that's got to be concerning for fantasy owners. So Benny Snell – Honestly, the, what little value he had has been taken away just by the nature of how the Steelers play offense. All right, moving on. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, your feelings on him. He's still looked at maybe as a reliable guy. Absolutely. He, he is Mr. Reliable for Ben Roethlisberger. He had that touchdown catch um, in, in the game. Um, I thought it was really good that he, that he, that he threw um, – that, that, that the way he threw that ball – um, and, and the way that he caught it and he's getting open, I think the Steelers just need to work the ball to him more. And that's where you can't start him over another starting receiver that's getting good numbers like Calvin Ridley of the Falcons. But you should probably look at if you're in, again, one of those deep leagues with three receivers or a flex option, that's where Juju can come in for handy for you. He, he is good for like a touchdown or so whenever, uh, whenever the Steelers do play. Deontay Johnson, first play of the game, everybody's – in the Steeler Nation, everybody's worst fear was realized when he dropped that ball, but he's, he's, they, they, they found a way to get back to him later in the game. They did, and they benched him after the second drive, Albie, when he had another drop because they just were like, we can't have this anymore. But they did bring him back, and that's what I'd say to fantasy owners right now because the Steelers still want to make him part of this offense, and I think they know they need him to be part of this offense because what made this offense successful when it was successful was the diversity in how it attacked you. It used Claypool and Juju and Washington and Johnson and Ebron and Connor, and that when you had all those different targets, a defense can't lock on to one. Take one off the field, it becomes easier to lock down certain players. Johnson will get the opportunities. He's still getting targets. I wouldn't bench him just yet if, uh, as a fantasy owner, but I would probably bump him down in my priority list against other receivers. All right. James Washington uh, is still a threat. Uh, especially downfield. Yeah, I mean, he got that touchdown early in the game. I, I really think the big thing with James Washington, Albie, is 
they need to they need to work the ball to him more, let him use his body for those big plays, and actually throw him a catchable ball and like that interception at the end of the game. But Washington shows he can make the big plays. I think Ben Roethlisberger might recognize that more and give him those opportunities. As a fantasy owner, I would sit him most weeks. But over these next couple of weeks, I'm interested to see if the Steelers work their ball to him a little bit more. Um, and the last two guys we got here, Albie, Chase Claypool, I'm telling you, looking at the film, he might have hit a rookie wall. Teams are jamming him a lot better than they had all season, which is a big concern for me. But, hey, maybe he bounces back from it. He's a physical specimen, unlike very few in the NFL. So uh, um, that I look at how, how Claypool gets off the line of scrimmage. If he improves that, get him back out there. But right now, you might need to sit him down just to see, you know, if you got other options. And, of course, Eric Ebron, he's still going to be involved. I know he's dropping passes, and I know Steelers fans may not like him at the moment but he's going to be involved if you're desperate at tight end I still think that he's good because he could get you at the occasional tight end touchdown which could save you all right and when we come back we're going to talk about who to start and who to sit it's crunch time in fantasy Chris is here to help guide you through it take you through the woods take you through the light all right we'll be back right after this on WPXI now And welcome back for our final few minutes here on the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. Who do you start? Who do you sit? It's crunch time, as mentioned, so you need to get it right. Listen to Chris, and Chris, who do you start? Well, I'm starting off with Jared Goff this week, Albie, and it's because he's playing the Jets. They're the worst team in the league, and they have the second-worst team at stopping quarterbacks in this league. I really see this as an opportunity. If you remember, Albie, just a week or two ago, I said start Derek Carr against the Jets, and you saw the numbers he put up against them. I'm saying Jared Goff in the same way. You've got Cooper Cup. You've got Taylor. You're going to have opportunities to hit the, hit the ball down the field, and there's also another guy I'll be bringing up on this list later from the same game. But absolutely, you, whenever you're playing the Jets and you got a team – weapons on the other side you start those weapons that week because it could be really good for you all right you love tom brady uh this week you got to i mean the falcons have been the worst in the nfl at stopping quarterbacks this season tom brady looking good with whoever he's targeting even though you know if it's scotty miller if it's chris godwin if it's mike evans who cares he's finding a way to get it done and this is when tom brady usually does find ways to get it done um and again the falcons are in tampa bay they're the worst team at stopping quarterbacks i'm going with brady this this week i think it would be a great start Jonathan Taylor versus the Texans. Yeah, you like Jonathan Taylor because he's up against Houston. Houston, one of the worst rushing defenses in the league, ranked 31st. Taylor on fire the last two weeks. You got to start him. If you're not starting him, you're crazy in these final weeks. All right, one more running back, and then we will move on to receivers. Now, Mike Davis could be different if Christian McCaffrey bounces back or something, but this is against the Packers. you got to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Whoever is running is the running back for the Panthers this week, you start them against the Packers. They're 29th at stopping the run, and again, the Panthers are going to do everything they can to keep the ball out of the hands of Aaron Rodgers. All right, what two uh, wide receivers do you start? Two guys that I think are extremely talented guys with mediocre quarterback situations. One, Allen Robinson with Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. They're in Minnesota, but the Minnesota Vikings are the worst team at stopping receivers this year. They rank 32nd. I'm going with Allen Robinson. Normally you would, but sometimes you don't because you're concerned about Chicago's quarterback play. Don't be concerned this week. He's going to be fine. Your other guy, Terry McLaurin. I know I've said Terry McLaurin's had two bad weeks, 
but they're up against the Seahawks. They're at home. The Seahawks usually put up points, and the Seahawks usually don't stop wide receivers. They're 30th against wide receivers. I know if you're a fantasy owner, you're frustrated with Terry McLaurin. I've luckily benched him the last two weeks, so I haven't needed him. This might be the week, though, that I do start him. All right. Who are you starting at tight end? A guy that's the, the, that I mentioned earlier with how bad he's playing, been playing lately, but I think this is the week to turn it around. And who's the team you turn around against, Albie? It's always the Jets. And that's why I brought up Jared Goff earlier. Tyler Higby against the Jets, 32. They're dead last at stopping tight ends in the league. Higby's probably going to put up numbers. I can see Jared Goff, you know, kind of dinking and dunking his way down the field a little bit, maybe taking some big shots. But Higby, he can be that guy that puts up those points. The other guy, a real big disappointment for most of the year, but this could be be the game that he steps up for you. Evan Ingram for the Giants. He's been underperforming all season long. They're they're playing the Browns. The Browns are next to last. They're right behind the Jets at stopping tight ends this year. They're coming off a really rough loss on Monday Night Football on a short week. This could be a week that Ingram puts up some good numbers and worth a gamble on your part. All right, defense, you love the Steelers against the Bengals. I mean, how can't you? You got the Steelers. They're getting Joe Hayden back. This should be a sack parade or a pick parade. One of the two, they're going to put up numbers. The other team, I'm sticking with the Rams. I'm just piling everything into the Rams, beating the tar out of the Jets. All right. And uh, finally, uh, let's talk about who to sit. And I love the lightning round. So let it flow, uh, Chris Carter, with who to sit this week in fantasy. Well, this week I'm sitting the guy that I just said he's playing a defense. Sam Donald against the Rams. Absolutely not. The Rams are number one at stopping quarterbacks this year. You're out of here. Not when Aaron Donald's on the field. He's going to be getting two sacks in this game. Watch it. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, I know you've been on fire. You took down the Titans. You almost took down the Ravens. But now you're about to play a game that I don't think you're going to play well. You're playing the Giants. The Giants are number five at stopping uh, stopping quarterbacks this year. And, yes, that's weird to say, but the Giants' defense has improved. You're in a lot of trouble, Baker. I'm not starting you this week. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yes, you were the first running back off the board, but you're the first running back in my bench this week because you're playing the, the New Orleans Saints. They're the number one team at stopping running backs. Say no to that. Giovanni Bernard against the Steelers. Are you kidding me? Never start Giovanni Bernard against the Steelers. It's bad news. Michael Thomas against against the Chiefs. Yes, Michael Thomas, superstar wide receiver, but it's the Chiefs. They're number two at stopping uh, stopping receivers this year, and they're going to take away Michael Thomas, force Taysom Hill to win another way. Devontae Parker has a slight injury. Even if he does play against the Patriots, sit him. They're number five against wide receivers. Dalton Schultz, a tight end for, for the Cowboys. He's up against the San Francisco 49ers. My rule all, rule all year, don't play a tight end if he's playing the 49ers. They take him out the game. They're the best in the league at it. Darren Fells uh, for the Texans against the Colts, absolutely not. You sit him. The Colts are number four. And my defense is the bench this week absolutely the texans against the cowboys and the panthers against the, the packer pa- pa- packer there you go you did it that's chris carter that's the lightning round who do you start who do you sit you're ready now for the stretch run and crunch time i'm albie for chris thanks for being with us we'll see you next time